Welcome to They That Hope with Father Dave and Deacon Bob, seeing humor and hope in a crazy world. And I'm Deacon Bob. Good morning, Robert. Good morning, Father David. How are you? I'm great. Good. At this moment. This moment, very moment. This exact. Why are you here with me instead? I don't know. Oh, I, I know exactly why, because I hate hospitals mm-hmm. and blood and ooze. Yeah, which but is what's going to be happening. Is going to be happening because my daughter-in-law, her water broke and she is currently at the hospital and a baby is going to occur. Did you even consider saying, you know, could I come into the Oh, room? gosh, no. No, yeah, no, no. no. I've, had this, I'm, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it was bad enough with my own wife. I'm yeah, not going to do it with somebody else. No. Yeah. No, just clean it up and give me the photo op. That's really good, all I good, care. Good, good. And then and then just take it away for a while until it can talk. Yeah, but even then. And even then. Problems, yeah. You'll, me, you'll just let, love them. Let me yeah. know when they can watch Star Wars. Yeah, there you go. And then I'll be all in. There you go. Um, you, baptism? You'll obviously do the baptism. I know, yeah. That's right? exciting. Yeah, any idea? Uh, sometime in September. Well, sometime in the fall. Okay. And uh, great news. Yes. We're going to do it at her family's place, which is in Orlando, oh, Disney nice. World. Just happened just that way, did it? It worked out beautifully. At Mary World? At what? At the church right by Disney World, Mary World. Oh, that's right. Uh, Our Lady Queen of the Universe. That's Our a Lady. beautiful church. It is, actually. That's the a Adoration church. Chapel there is gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's awesome. And they have some incredible art that's yeah. great. So you're not going to do it there, though? I don't think so. I mean, I think I'll just do it at their Pirates home parish. The like I said, they live in Orlando. Parts of the Caribbean. Yeah. <laughs> That would be exceptional. Baptize the child at the Pirates of the Caribbean ride. Now, just for those of you who are listening and you can't see, but even if you could see, it's 85 degrees in here. It is really hot in Although here. Although I think I heard the air conditioning come on. Did you hear it? It's because I used your name in the email. I'm here with Father Dave Pavanka, T-O-R, oh. and it's very hot. I'm sure they're like getting in their golf cart and like, Absolutely. if it was just me, they'd be like, whatever. we'll talk to you next Suck week. Suck it up, Rice. <laughs> you look like you could lose some weight, right, buddy. Yeah. Have a good time. That's good. So um, this weekend was Wimbledon, which was the big sporting event of the weekend. Oh, was it? It was. And okay. I didn't pay huge attention. <clears throat> this this is awful. But the, the name of the woman that won, I can't even remember. It's kind of a complicated name. She's from the Czech Republic. Congratulations. Okay. So lots of, lots of consonants, few yeah, vowels. Yeah. yeah. But uh, the championship for the men was interesting. It was against Djokovic, who's right. from Serbia, who's won the most majors against this up-and-coming kid from Spain who was Alvarez? Just, yeah, Carlos just turn- Alvarez? Does that sound right? Um, uh, uh, no. Carlos is the first name, but the last name is not Alvarez. It's Acuti. Carlos Acuti. Yeah, that's right. He, plays, he came back he from plays, the dead, he and he too. is uh, doing amazing. For yeah, great work. The last yeah. name is Garfia, G-A-R-F-I-A. It's Alcarez Garfia, yep. Oh, okay. 20 years old. So there's no Carlos whatsoever. Carlos is his first name. Wait, wait, what's his last name? Garf- what did I just say? Garfia. Is there no Alvarez? Yeah, that's his middle name. I guess. It's three names. Oh, so we were right. All yeah, of us yeah, were yeah. right. Well, all, everybody was right this time. <laughs> that's fantastic. Yeah, fantastic. <laughs> but 20 years old, uh, went five sets. Like, this kid's an up-and-comer. Yeah. I mean, he's number one. He's actually ranked number one in the world. Djokovic was two. Did he win Wimbledon? He did. Uh, that's more than an up-and-comer, dude. You just won Wimbledon. No, he was. No, he's not. that's not even fair to say, because he's ranked number one. He was the favorite. Oh, but, I mean, as a young kid, literally... He's he, 20? He's 20. He was 19 when he broke into number one player in the world. I mean, he's a, a stud. He really is What's good. the coolest thing you did when you were 20? Mm, probably went on net. Okay. And, and served the Lord and proclaimed the gospel and helped build the kingdom of God. Yeah. That's what I did when I was 20. I got a role on the main stage play at the college I was in. There you go. Big deal. 
Big deal. Uh, you might think there's not much to go on in sports, but there's other <laughs> exciting sports Jeez, news. There. The world Here we go. Of, sit back, folks. The world of NBA is oh, okay. rocked. Well, maybe not rocked. So they are retiring the number six with all teams. This was Bill Russell's number. Uh, Bill Russell passed away, and they've been honoring him all year. Well, they've allowed uh, players that have the number six currently to keep wearing it until the end of their career. LeBron James number six. is number six on Lakers. He was number 23 when he was with the Heat and with the Cavs, yeah. obviously. He came to the Lakers, decided to turn over a new leaf and wear the number six. Well, now he is going back to number 23. That is that is big news. Well, you know, I feel a little bad for him. So there was some rumors. Don't you know, feel bad for oh, him. Oh, you got to feel bad for him. So he changed his number originally because I, I think there was, there was a kind of vibe in the NBA that when Michael Jordan dies, all the 23s are going to get retired. So I think he wanted his own number to start, you know, make his own statement yeah, of things. Yeah. And now, so he actually, I think he picked six because he was such a huge Bill Russell fan but he didn't realize so was everybody else. So it's just tough. It's, it's hard he, why, to be the king. It's hard to be the king. Why didn't he take like number 43 that nobody's ever worn, so it would have been his number, And but no, he has to take somebody else's number, which is kind of typical for LeBron James. What? Yeah. Take somebody else. Well, I mean, if you, if you mean by taking somebody else's number, beating every freaking record in the NBA, what number then was yes, Jordan? 23. So why didn't he... Because that's, that's the classic number for the position he played. Oh, whatever. Okay, um, so... <laughs> if yeah. you had a number for a sport, what would your 13. number be? What? That's what I was always growing up. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. I'd be seven. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> um, okay, what was the other thing we were going to talk about? Uh, just talk about Messi real quick and we can go on to the next thing. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for placating my time. So the other exciting thing in the world of American sports, at least, is Messi has arrived on our country, in our country. He's playing his first game with Inter-Miami on Friday. Um, everybody's losing their mind in Miami, and it's an exciting, exciting time. Inter-Miami, by the way, is the worst team in Major League Soccer. But don't expect that to last long. Not only because it's not that one person can change a really bad team. Now everybody wants to play for Inter-Miami. So, yeah, exactly. Do you think they'll win the MLS? Not this year, no. Okay. okay. I think it's going to be similar to when Beckham showed up. You how know, many years has he given them? Uh, how many years did he give them, Beckham? Yeah. I think he played No, no, no. Messi giving Miami. Uh, two and a half years. Okay. Okay. So. Uh, remember, they're halfway through the season because the uh, American American soccer goes from March to October, November, whereas the rest of the world goes August to May. And some of the reason why Major League Soccer didn't do that is they didn't want to compete with football, both TV stuff, but also in the early days, many of them were using football football, football fields. So they were trying to find off times to, to do that, which makes it always a little bit difficult for international breaks, for World Cup stuff, you know, like... Usually the World Cup's in the summer. This was a weird thing last year because Qatar would be too hot in the summer. Sure. But, um, but right, so Messi's coming halfway through the season. So he's the rest of this season and then two more seasons following that. Okay, perfect. Uh, Women's World Cup is starting right now. Yeah, it's yeah. happening and right the now. the United States, I would think, is one of the favorites. No? We're always one of the favorites, yeah. but what's been um, – uh, but we've not been as dominant – 
and it's not because we're not as good. Oh, many a many a time, Um, we're not as dominant. Not because we're not as good, but because the rest of the world has really picked up the pace. So, uh, women's World Cup soccer is really exciting stuff. I kind of start getting into it more when we get to like the. uh, the round of eight yeah, and yeah. stuff like that. Because right. you're right. I mean, if we don't make it there, it's not worth watching because that would just be embarrassing. Right. So you'll keep us posted on that one. I absolutely will. Okay. I absolutely um, will. The other is there was a celebrity pro-am tournament in uh, Nevada, Lake Tahoe. Okay. Steph Curry hit a hole in one. Really? If, if you haven't watched it, it's really, really fun. I mean, he's a good golfer. Anyway. Yeah. He's close right, to right. a scratch golfer. Right. But he hits the ball, goes in. He literally runs 180 yards <laughs> and just is like high-fiving everyone on both. It's really, it's, yeah. it's, the, it's, it's almost cute. I mean, he's just so excited. Yeah. It's well, really, that's really a huge fun. deal. Yeah, it's really, really fun if have, you haven't seen it. Have you ever hit a hole-in-one? No. The closest I've probably ever got was eight or 10 I feet did. in putt-putt golf. Yeah. 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 I got it right through the windmill. Nice, you're, you're, you are uh, and a player. I, and I and I ran the, the 13 feet. Oh, you should. High-fiving right, all both, the eight-year-olds yeah, who were really kids. impressed by what I had and done. you should be excited. Wow, that's, yeah. that's something else. Yeah, wearing a number seven. And Rory McIlroy won the Scottish Open. Oh, yeah, we like, we like do we, we like do, him? We like Rory. I thought yeah, we, yeah, I yeah, thought yeah, we liked yeah. him. And yeah. a British Open starts this weekend. So who's your call? You're going to go with Rory for the British Open? No, because I'm sure that people who win the Scottish Open don't win the British Open. Is okay. that a true statement, you think? Um yeah, but he's from that area. I, I think, actually, Rory's got the hot hand right now. If okay. you were to go with him, that wouldn't be a bad choice. Okay, I think I will. Okay. But I also, who's that other person I really like? Um, John Rom. No, I don't Phil like Mickelson? him. That, that's the guy with the mullet. How, no, no, how dare not, you suggest? Not, oh, John Rom is the Spaniard. No, no, no. There's a, like a yeah, he's from, fairly... Yeah, Smith. I think his name is Smith from Bubba, Australia. Bubba Smith. Oh, no, 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 no. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> this great. is such engaging. Yeah, this is great content. Remember folks. that sister that, like, listens to our podcast so she can talk to her sisters about sports? She's just writing down names, crossing it out. No, that's not right. <laughs> crossing it out. No, that's not right. Yeah, but at least she, she has something to talk about when she's at dinner tomorrow night saying, so, li- sisters, what do you think about the British Open? <laughs> now, Rory would be a good choice. Uh, Scheffler would be a good choice. Rahm is always a good choice. Yeah, it'll be fun. I'll keep you posted. Wait, is Phil Mickelson playing in it? Yeah, he'll be it, but he's not. No, it's not much. But they're now letting, have they, has it been that quick? All the live players well, they, now they could, can do they it? They were able to play in the majors anyway. This oh, British okay. Open's a major, so they've okay. been able to play there anyway. All right. Well, but we'll keep you up we'll on that riveted, riveting Peace. thing. Oh, baseball uh, this week. So if you're in California, I think on Saturday night, we're going to an Angels game, alumni. And then I think on Wednesday or Tuesday, maybe Tuesday, we are going to a Giants game. So if you're alumni nice. in the area, your friends in the area, you want to join us, join us. And Giants Stadium, I've never been to. It's one of the four. Looking one forward of, to it. Going down to three. Bye. Uh, I need to move that Come button. On, I need to move the button. Things get one moved job. around. <laughs> Just one. <laughs> I think of the two of us, you have the one job. Not even. We're exactly one year away from the National Eucharistic Congress. Woo! Oh, wait, check this out. Wait, 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 wait. Can I do the two things at once? The National Eucharistic Congress. Yay. You're amazing. That is. Come join 80,000 Catholics from around the country in Indianapolis from July 17th through 21st, 2024. There will be powerful worship, speakers, and fellowship, all to deepen our love for Jesus in the Eucharist. And come say hi 
to Franciscan University. We're excited to be mission partners for the historic event and to have faculty and alumni helping plan the National Eucharistic Revival. Register today at eucharisticcongress.org slash register. That's eucharisticcongress.org slash register. And for individual registrations, you can use our discount code. It's not Dave and Bob. We haven't done that in a while, though. No, we need to. We need to. Uh, It's FUS24. That's FUS24. So eucharisticcongress.org slash register and put in the discount code FUS24. And we look for forward to seeing you next july that was great bob great finish (laughs) it's all about finishing strong you you nailed that one well it's on it perfect yeah that's the way way to end it i know i was gonna say i don't see why we don't use those more and now you know why i can barely handle like three buttons and there's a reason that you keep them across the table from me because (laughs) that would be okay um all right, I'm going to talk to the people for a moment. Oh, okay. Do you want me to leave the room? or If you I? don't mind. Okay. <laughs> We're going to talk about you. <laughs> no, I mean, I realize that there is some expense to the Eucharistic Congress, mm. but this is really, a, if you think of the life of the church, this is a major event in the life of the church in the United States. And, and for you and your family, your spouse, um, if you could be a part of it, I, I think it's something that, 15, 20 years from now, we'll look back to it as being a significant event because it's yeah. not just, obviously, the Eucharist is the focus, but it's it's what does the Eucharistic mean in the life of the church? What does the Eucharist mean in the life of the faithful Catholic? What does the Eucharist mean in the life of uh, prayer and the parish community and family? So if you could be a part of it, even if it was just for a day, you know, you can't get away for that long. I just would, I got an email this morning that says one year away. So, yeah. Um, and obviously, Franciscan's going to have, uh, a, a really nice footprint. So you'll probably be there. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and I'll probably be there. Yeah, yeah. Nothing's official, but that seems where it's leaning towards. Yeah, yeah. We actually decided, um, oh, this week we have our St. John Bosco Conference for evangelists and catechists and religious educators, um, but we're canceling it next year because we're going to be- Encouraging people to go there. Because many yeah. of, much of our audience, uh, there's, a, there's a big focus on this conference for church leaders. Mm-hmm. And so that really is the audience that we serve at the Bosco Conference. And we didn't want to- make anybody feel like they had to pick one or the other. Certainly if you're going to pick one or the other, pick that one because that's really where our bishops are are leaning into. And I appreciate that, particularly uh, an element of that is going to be the church leaders, but one doesn't have to be a church leader to to go. And you you weren't saying that. Right. Just want to reiterate that, that, you know, if if Columbus is, I mean, uh, Indianapolis is a nice town, nice Mm -hmm. area, really Catholic area, actually a lot of really good things going on in in Indianapolis right now. So if you could make it, uh, I think just to be able to support yeah, the church, the bishops, evangelization, ministry, worship. And so. you did mention the cost, and I don't know how expensive it is. I know it's a bit pricey, but it's also um, it's a it's a big event. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, event. like you know, sometimes, and I would just say this as somebody that foolishly spends money. You know, like I would I would drop a lot of money on a sporting event or a concert, but then I look at a church event and I go, "Ooh, I don't know, that seems like a lot." Hundred dollars, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. And it's like, wait a second. I, I think it's a good thing just to pray about and be like, "Hey, this is a." It's also just a great investment in this kind of thing. I think we all want. Yeah. I think we all want the church to do stuff like this, right. and it is exciting to see 
the bishops united in trying to put something together um, focused on the Eucharist. Sure, sure. I, I think everything about it is worth supporting. And if you can, certainly do it prayerfully. Uh, check out the website, eucharisticcongress.org, not just for registration, but they have a lot of really great resources mm-hmm. on that website as well. And hopefully that'll be something that can bless you. Maybe the last thing to say about it, if you don't, if the listener doesn't know, the goal is that this one major thing will happen and that will spurn a lot of smaller, more regional events. And really the hope is that by having many people experience this one big thing, they would go back to their own diocese and have an enthusiasm to be a part of smaller things that can eventually really impact the entire life of the and church. And we've talked about, I think, already the Eucharistic procession that's going to take place across the country, did, yeah. which is just really cool. So, you know, if, if for, I mean, obviously, there's lots of reasons why people might not be able to make it to Indianapolis, right. but many. If, and, and the website will have, you know, where the Blessed Sacrament is coming through. So, even if you weren't able to get to Indianapolis, if you could try to be a part of something of that, you know, yeah. go to a parish that, that the Blessed Sacrament's going to be coming through. I know it's going to come through Steubenville early July, mid, mid-June. Yeah. Um, yeah, whenever yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, we're already planning. Late, late June, early it. July, that would seem to be the timing yeah, of it, right? Yeah, it, it's interesting. You've got the, the Eternal. Have you gone to an Olympic when you've seen the Olympic flame? I've never been to the Olympics. It's, Have it's, you been to the Olympics? I've not been to the Olympics, but on two occasions I've been a part of the Olympic flame. One was... Did you carry one? No, but I was with one of the kids that carried it. Really? It was one of the kids of the youth group carried it down in Florida where I was. And that was when the Olympics were in Atlanta. And honestly, it sounds cheesy, but it was really moving. Yeah. And then the other one was when I was in St. Petersburg, Russia, when the Olympics was in Soji. Okay. It came through there as well. Wow. So... It's it, so it's, international. It's, as cool as that is... Yeah. The Blessed Sacrament is going to be moved across the country from yeah. four different areas. So to be a part of that, if you can't make it to Indianapolis, I'd certainly encourage you to do that. Well, and and you know, I somebody, I'm glad you mentioned that because there's something powerful about the symbolism behind it and the connection to it. Because I I was mentioning to somebody how Just cool. Just make sure you're clear what you're saying about symbolism of. Oh, I will. I'm not talking about Jesus being. Yeah, yeah. No, come on, you. No, just clarifying. I I will clarify. Let me finish what I'm saying. Well, here's the thing. So obviously Jesus is present, body, blood, soul, and divinity in the Eucharist. Are you happy now, Father Dave? Better. And um, so I had somebody that I was saying, like, isn't this cool they're doing this procession? And the guy was like, I mean, it's Jesus in the Eucharist. He's at my church. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And it's like, well, first, I hope you visit him in your church. But there is a symbolism of having this procession go all... Yes, you could... It's the same Jesus in the tabernacle at Mass uh, present in the Eucharist, no matter what's happening. But in terms of the meaning of having a procession that leads all four corners of the country into one place is really really beautiful. Similar to a flame. It's like, well, it's just a flame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it means something more in this context, I think, from our human experience. And I I think think that's um, really amazing. Bishop Cousins, who is the... The, really the brainchild behind much of this was in Rome. And mm. he had the, I believe, at least one of the monstrances, maybe all of them, that are going to be used in the procession in Rome. The Holy Father blessed them. It's really, really some beautiful images from that. So yeah, be a part of that. Yep, if you Amen. can. Amen. Okay, so I sent Bob uh, a text message yesterday. This is amazing. And I asked him... This is a first for the podcast, everybody. We've done 136 I, episodes. I think that's first in history, period. Maybe, yeah. Certainly, probably the first in our friendship, yes, our, yes, our 27, yes, yeah, yeah. 30, So I texted 53 him and I friendship. asked him, have you seen uh, the new Mission Impossible movie? And I said, no. And I said something to the effect of, um, I saw it. And then you, you responded, which hurt me a little bit. Did it? 
Yeah, why it, didn't you invite me, you, it, you loser? It meant to hurt. <laughs> you, you loser. Did I say that? Yeah, uh-huh. Okay. And I said, well, because A, I knew you couldn't come. Because that must have been a, a Siri a thing. I'm yeah, sure I didn't say that. That autocorrect te- yeah, text Yeah, exactly. Because the real thing would have been so way more I profane. So then I rubbed it in and I said, I'm, go- I'm actually doing a double header <laughs> and we're going to the Indiana Jones movie. And you're like, you're amazing or sweet or something like that. I did that. You're beautiful. And then he asked about the Barbie movie. He said, don't you dare go to the Barbie movie. Yeah. Um, because we're, we're, we're going to go up, but we're not going to go But of course, it. obviously, we're not going to. Now, okay. now that I found out more about the Barbie movie, okay. I have no interest in that. But, but that's Mi- another Mission conversation. Mission Impossible movies, you're a fan of them? Big fan. Okay. Big fan of the Mission Impossible okay. movies. Okay. This was, I think, the s- seventh, seventh I believe, of them. Yeah, right. Yeah. And this is Dead Reckoning Part, Part one. 1. Uno. 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 Exactly. So give us your spoiler-free review. I, you see, this is weird because I can't tell you what you liked about the movie. Right. Well, I'll tell you what I liked about the movie. Okay. It's a Mission Impossible movie. It's exactly <laughs> what you would expect. Lots of things blowing up. Lots of chases. Um, uh, Tom Cruise jumping out of lots of you're things. You're so articulate. It's and, exciting. And then, um, it's amazing you're not a movie reviewer. And, and love, Stuff blows up. Love Tom interests. Cruise does his weird gate run. Well, and love know. interest. He does have a weird run. He does have a weird. Yeah, he has yeah. a very peculiar, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. straight-backed yeah, yeah. run. Yeah, but... um and. And love interests. So other than that... Interests? In, oh, did I just do it? Was that a spoiler? I don't know. Or was it just a lisp? No, it was It was intentional. Oh. Yeah. So, I mean, again, it was myself and one of the friars went to it, uh, and it was great. How enjoyable was it, even though, obviously, with it being called part one, there's a cliffhanger of some yeah. sort? Maybe yeah. even a literal one, knowing these kinds of movies. Yeah. Um, was it still... Was it like... You're glad you saw it, or I wish I would have waited a year and no, then watched no. it and then seen no, no, the, the no, no, part no. two of it. The, 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 the no, first part of it was satisfactory yeah, enough absolutely, that absolutely. even with the cliffhanger, it was still good. Absolutely. That's yep. awesome. Yep, yep. Again, they're not the um, most complex themes um, and characters, you know, for the movie. Yep. It's not a huge earth-shattering <laughs> plot. I'll have to explain to you why it's so good when I see it. But what, uh, what's your, where does it rank on the echelon of your favorite Mission, Mission Impossible movies? It's definitely in the top seven. Okay. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. I don't know them all. Well, gosh, Father just, Dave, just why, don't, why don't you wax eloquent about the Indiana Jones movie? I didn't go to that. That was, whole thing wait, was a wait, joke. Wait, what? That was a joke. You hurt me so it deeply. It was a joke. You think I'm going to go to a double feature? I was actually going to ask that question. I thought, like, how... I, I, I mean, I so yes, this makes so much sense because I was thinking you went to back to back movies. I don't even know if I could handle going to back to back movies. That was a joke. That would just be a lot of movies no, going that was on. A joke. That was a joke. Ha ha ha. Um, go there. You go. You don't even know what button to push. No, I don't because here. There you go. Tell go. your joke again. Um, it was a joke. <laughs> That's good. Um, no, so I did see it. I didn't see it. But you know the movie we do need to go to, Cry of Freedom? Is Cry of Freedom? Is that what it is? On the, the Sound of Freedom? Sound of Freedom, excuse me, yeah. The hills yeah, are Yeah, we need alive. to go to that. That's gotten just really, really powerful. I mean, good reviews. What's but I guess it about? It, I know Jim Caviezel's in it. Okay. Sex trafficking. Okay. And, and it's. I think it might be based on a true story. I'm not positive Sadly, about that. Sadly, it probably is. Of, of a father and a daughter. Yeah, mm. so. But it's interesting because... Um, they weren't, ex- you know, the media was not hyping it at all. Right. And, um, but I believe it did more ticket sales than, uh, Indiana Jones movie this week. Wow. Yeah. So it's supposed to be really, really powerful. So go see that. Well, we need to go see that. Yeah. 
My daughter just saw it this and? last weekend. It's she real, said she loved it's, it's it. Tough. She said it was. She said it was so powerful. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a tough movie, but yeah, right. I have to go see that. But praise God. I mean, the um, yeah. I mean, sex trafficking is such a huge, huge issue in the United States. The stories are devastating. It is. It is. It, and it's and, interesting why. I mean, I'm guilty of it as well, but just why it doesn't get more media. Right. I mean, it's just, and it's, I think the United States is the number one country of sex trafficking in the world. The people are coming from other places, but they, I mean, the, the victims of it. Yeah, it's absolutely it's horrible. You know, um, just um, for those of you that want more information, and you might think, I don't want more information, but it's really worth looking into. The National Center on Sexual Exploitation. The website is endsexualexploitation.org, endsexualexploitation.org. And, you know, sometimes you sign up for things and you get a lot of junk emails. This is the one email they send like weekly. Okay. And I'm always reading it. And they're... This group is doing amazing things. They're they're um, really pushing a lot of social media outlets to have more safety features. Right, right. I think we talked about this a few weeks ago, but they were um, active in helping Louisiana, which is the first state. This is tragic, actually, the first state in the United States that is actually requiring you to prove that you are 18 in order to look at pornography on the internet, other than just clicking a button. Yes, I okay, am 18, okay, and they okay. still haven't figured out how they're going to do it. But the law went through, and now they've got like a year or so to do that. And hopefully that's a domino effect because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. it's this weird thing of people like, well, I've got a right to privacy. It's like, but we don't just, you know, you can't just order beer online and say, yes, I'm over 21. Right, right, but, we, right, right. but when it comes to pornography, we're like, that's fine, whatever. Right. And the damage is huge, and that's all part of sex trafficking and social media stuff. So if you really want to have a good sense of what's going on, if you want to find out um, some good things to be involved with, that's a really beautiful website. Sign up for their newsletter. I've, I've just been super impressed with what they're doing. Yes. EndSexualExploitation.org. Somebody put a, a meme, and it, and it was actually, I thought it was really good. In this world, in the culture that's so divisive, I mean, we're divided on everything, right? Yeah. If we can't come together on ending sex trafficking, yeah. I mean, what what's going on? I mean, who, who's who's going to be on the side that says, well, you know, uh, I, so, yeah. It, it's, yeah. So I, again, it's awful. We haven't seen the movie yet, but we should go to the movie and then yeah. try to be able to support that. Yeah. Amen. Right. Do Amen. we have any, um, we wait, have a, wait, 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 I wanted to say one more thing yeah. um, because I thought the, the quote of your bishop last weekend was really, <laughs> this weekend was so really good. So this weekend and a uh, uh, hearty hello to all my Mid-America friends. I got to host a youth conference in Springfield, Missouri. It was our Steubenville St. Louis Mid-America Conference because it's hosted by the Archdiocese of St. Louis, but it's in Springfield, which is kind of Mid-America. And I've actually been able to do this conference the past – this is my third year doing it. I only got to do it this year because one of the other hosts had a medical issue and had to drop out. So I was thrilled that they brought me in. Uh, over 3,000 teenagers were there. I mean, they're doing great stuff in the Midwest. The previous weekend was 5,000. So. Awesome. Uh, a real, real gift and encouragement to all those doing ministry in that area of the country. And Bishop Rice is the Bishop of Springfield. That's great. So throughout the weekend, I refer to him as Uncle Eddie. And then at the end, young people are very disappointed to learn that we're actually not related, oh, not related to each other. But uh, Bishop Rice is fantastic. And one thing I love, and not all bishops are able to do this, but he's there the whole weekend. That's great. I mean, he's just present. It's a real commitment. A real commitment. And, you know, it's not just a show up thing. Like he really is there uh, from beginning to end, cares about his leaders, cares about the young people. And it's it's just it just shows. So he does the Sunday morning homily. And it's always great, you know, not to... 
Sometimes we have bishops just come in on Sunday mornings and they usually do a good job, but obviously they're just showing up and they don't know the vibe of it. So when you have a bishop that's there all weekend and really can speak to it, it's it's a home run. But he's just funny. And one of the things he said was uh, he talked about everyone needs to get off TikTok. He comes across as a little bit like an old man, but he gets away with it. Like when you hang out with kids all weekend, they're cool with it. Like they just want to know that you care, really. And the other thing he said is he said, American civilization is going downhill. He said, when I was younger, the achievement of our civilization is that we put a man on the moon, and now it's the Barbie movie. Yeah, yeah there you go. <laughs> Just say no. Just say no to Barbie. That's great. And we have officially changed our position on going to the Barbie movie, just so you know. We had talked about going to it before, and then we found out we stuff just, about yeah, it. Because we just thought it'd be kind of We thought stupid. it'd be just kind of a fun thing, but I guess it's... it's um, apparently, it's trying to create an agenda. So yeah, why do they do person? that? Because... Just let me watch my movie. Oh, we haven't mentioned, and let's do this quick, because we, we want to get on to our last section, but mm-hmm. the strike, there's a strike in Hollywood. Yeah, that is exactly right. Where I learned about this is it's going to delay Chosen, the season four of Chosen. It's going to delay everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But that's so, what I found out about. And this is what it's about, and I'm, I'm very pro-strike on this whole situation. So okay. what's occurring is this, more than you wanted to know, but, but here we go. But let's, we'll, we'll do it quickly. Yeah. So um, th- when streaming services started, they really hadn't, put contracts in place of how do writers get compensated for streaming services. Now, if you write for a show and it goes into syndication on TV, you get some royalties and writers live off those royalties. Well, with the streaming stuff, they weren't getting paid anything at all. So when the contracts came up for renegotiation, they were like, we need a cut of streaming services. Well, none of the studios wanted to give them a cut of streaming services because obviously that means it costs more money. Um, streaming services are losing money in some ways. And so the writers have been striking for a while. Now the actors are striking with the writers in solidarity with them. The act, the actors guild, equity actors guild looked at it and said, we got to stick together on this. Cause like anything, there's a way that studios are going to get as much money as they can. Sure. And, you know, other groups need to stick together. So hopefully with the actors now striking as well, that really puts the pressure to get a more fair contract that's present. Perfect. And we all hope it gets resolved. I Perfect. have friends in the industry, Perfect. so I'm Perfect. glad to give you that highlight. Good. Perfect. We have another promo. Speaking of being in um, Student Moment America, I got to reunite with a very good friend of ours, Father Rick Martinetti. 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 I just call him Rick. Really good friend. <laughs> he's Well, that's why he's such a good friend. I don't need to know his last name. Uh, he is a OFM, which is a Capuchin friar. He wears the brown habit. Or is he's, that different from Capuchin? Different. He's an OFM. Okay. What's OFM? Order Friar Minor. Give us a quick rundown of the orders. What's the first one? Order Friar Minor. There's OFM, OFM Caps, and OFM Conventual, and Father Rick's an OFM. Great. So anyway, and he's awesome. He wrote a wonderful, beautiful book called Perfect Love. Uh, and they are 40 stories and reflections inspired by St. Bonaventure's De Perfectone Vitae, The Perfect Life. Um, it's great. I mean, Father Rick has worked at Franciscan. Mm-hmm. He's at Ave. He's been a campus minister. He's just got a great heart for the Lord. And these 40 stories, they're just, I haven't read all of them yet. They're brief. They're inspirational. They're wonderful. So go on Amazon or wherever you find books are sold. Check out Perfect Love by Father Rick Mark. Martinetti. M-A-R-T-I-G-N-E-T-T-I. Good. That's awesome. It is awesome. Buy that book. It's Father Rick Martinetti. 
uh, on Amazon or wherever fine books are sold. Cool. We got two good feasts coming up. Oh, very exciting Saturday feast day. is Mary Magdalene. Ah. You know something? Um, I love that uh, Pope Francis elevated that. Yeah. I mean, I just... The the image she elevate he elevated the feast to it's it's she's an apostle. Yeah, but I think it was just I don't think it was maybe it was an obligatory memorial maybe it was a feast but he raised it up to maybe solemnity. Yeah, well he raised it to a solemnity and he also tagged the word apostle. Okay, okay. With Mary Magdalene, which apostles, is beautiful. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, it's I just love the image of Mary Magdalene going to the tomb early in the morning just because she wanted to be with him. Yeah. I mean, it's just a beautiful, beautiful image. And then on Friday, excuse me, that's Saturday, I think on Tuesday of the week is St. James. So for anyone who's done the Camino, St. James is always a big, a big deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I know that there are some people that walk the Camino, some friends of mine uh, that just finished. So it's just a great celebration. And um, they just renovated St. James, the cathedral, so more pilgrims are able to okay. visit there. So two big feast days to be able to celebrate today. Doesn't that church have the largest thoroughfare? In the world, um, which is like a thing you put incense in. The thoroughfare is the person. Okay. The thoroughfare. Wow. The so it has the largest. Yeah, he's wow. About, he's about six nine. Victor Wembanyama yeah, is yeah, the yeah. thoroughfare yeah, yeah, for yeah. the uh, yeah, that's Cathedral funny. of Saint James. Yeah, that guy's massive. He's huge. So anyway, yeah. So those are two big feast days coming up. So celebrate this week. Which James is it? James the Apostle, first bishop of Mar. Uh, first yeah, bishop. But there's Martyr. two James the Apostles. No, do first, we do we no, know? Yeah, first bishop of Rome. I mean, of uh, Jerusalem. Was that the lesser or the greater? The greater, I believe. I think there might be yeah, even be some yeah. confusion about it. Yeah. He was also the first one to be martyred, right? The first apostle in, in, to be martyred, James? Could be. Maybe I'm not sure. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. You're the one who asked. <laughs> well, I guess I didn't know the answer. Neither do I. You know, just as an encouragement, uh, maybe uh, this week read the letter of James, which probably is not what... He wrote, but that's right, okay because right, it's right. an awesome letter. Right. Actually, there's there's three Jameses uh, in the Bible, and there is a little bit of confusion about it. There's James the Greater, which is the older brother of John, one of the first apostles called. There's James the Lesser, who was one of the apostles. Not much is known about him, though some have argued that he was a cousin to Matthew, the tax collector. And then there seems to be a third James uh, who was very active in the early church community. In the community. That would have been attributing of the book, the well, authorship? you know, uh, it, it's a bit up in the air. I mean, I remember reading a really good thing that Pope Benedict wrote at the time. Traditionally, the letter of James goes to James the Lesser, but there's some confusion about it. And actually, I loved Benedict's attitude about it. He said, one of the reasons why we're not exactly sure is because the apostles had no desire to perpetrate their own names, only the name of Jesus. Mm-hmm. So they... They didn't really care to take credit. Yeah. yeah, it was just like, it doesn't matter. It's inspired by the Holy Spirit. And I just think that's such a beautiful attitude to have. I think sometimes I work too hard to, yeah. how will I be remembered? Yeah, it doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah. You know, cool. what matters is that Jesus is remembered. So that might be some beautiful scriptures to reflect on. I love that letter. Yeah. The letter of James. It's short, it's sweet, it's powerful. The most, I think the most powerful thing I've used in, in confessions a lot is speech. Yes. And how we speak and the fact the, the power of the tongue and how we use the tongue, yeah. Yeah, his whole, his whole image is that if you can, you know, controlling your tongue is like putting the bit in the bridle of a horse. If we can control what we say, 
you can control the rest of the body. And I, yeah, he and also it, makes the, the rudder so of a ship, the smallest part of a ship controls yeah. the entire ship. Yeah. Yeah. It's beautiful. So good. Have a great, have a great feast day. Yes, then. indeed. And let us pray. Almighty God and heavenly father, we thank you for the gift of your love. We thank you for the gift of this week and all the things that are going on in our lives. We offer them to you. We're thankful for the witness of such incredible saints like St. Mary Magdalene and St. James. And may through their intercession, we continue to not worry about our own name or glory, but be focused on your glory and your name. May you be praised forever and ever. And may all listening be blessed, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Congratulations, Grandpa. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. What did you say? Congratulations. Congratulations, Grandpa. Oh, that's right. Yes, and by the time you hear this, I'll be, well, I guess... I'm already a grandpa, but I'll get to actually see the kid. You get to hold the grandkid. Right, and hopefully they'll clean him up before I touch him. Franciscan Dot. Maybe you. God bless.